Hello and welcome to the Walk in Love podcast. I'm TJ. And I'm Brooke. And today we're going to talk about a t-shirt design, a special secret release that's coming next Monday. So a week from today. Welcome to the Walk in Love podcast. Today we're going to talk about a design that we're releasing next Monday. So we've been talking about our Christmas release coming November 1st, Mm -hmm. but this is sort of a secret release, semi-secret now that we're telling you, um, release that. (laughs) It's a secret that we're broadcasting on our podcast. Yes, but you know, not everybody that follows us listens to our podcast and we know that the people that do- Which is why you are the best. Yes, the people that listen to our podcast, we want to make sure that you- understand our gratitude towards you mm-hmm. and how thankful for we are for you. So we're giving you a little heads up. Plus we wanted to talk about the design and kind of what it means to us and why we picked it. Um, it'll come out October 7th. It might come out the 6th, the evening of the 6th. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not totally sure of the exact time, but right around there to celebrate Brooke's birthday and Brooke, you'll be turning 24, 24 Just, years I mean, old. 24 and technically I'll be 33. <laughs> But in your heart, in my heart of hearts, no, 33, 30, totally 33. 33. Love it. Love it. Let's do it. It's amazing. (laughs) Um, and so we decided to, to let Brooke pick out a few designs that that meant a lot to her. So she picked two. Um, one is the one that you see all the time that she's wearing (laughs) in her Instagram that says, have a nice day with the smiley face. Yeah. Just give us like a one sentence, two sentence thing of why you like that design so much. Yeah. I love that design. That one came out a couple years ago. Um, I just love how po- I just love how positive it is. Like I feel like if you look at somebody wearing that, you're more likely to smile at them or think that maybe they'll smile at you. I'm someone who that smiles. Like I smile at people in the grocery store. I smile at almost anybody I yep. make eye contact with, and I'm always shocked when oh. when people don't smile back. Right. This is that's a sub yeah subtopic, but so I just love how positive it is, and I just like the look of the smiley face. Yeah, yeah. That's like one, that's like on brand for Brooke. It is. Yeah. And I like those like really old school grocery bags that used to say like, have a nice day. And they'd have that smiley. And I like that concept. So, so that'll be one. It'll be on a sweatshirt and a t-shirt. And then the other one is a design by Janessa. I forgetting her last name. And I said, I wasn't going to say it because I wasn't sure how to say it, but now I'm saying it. Janessa. Well, hold on. Let me check my phone. (laughs) This is live podcasting for y'all. Janessa wait. Yep. She's kind of a, She's got a lot of followers on Instagram, very talented designer, really amazing look. And so she designed one that says, slow down, give thanks, love deep, stay faithful. Mm -hmm. And so today we're going to talk about those ideas and and how we practice those things in our lives. And so we're going to just start at the top of the design, which says slow down. And actually, if you want to see the design, I will link to a wallpaper sized version of the design in the show notes. So that way, if you want to see it, you can see it before it even comes out, but it's going to be on a t-shirt and a sweatshirt and and it's going to look amazing. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're baller. Balling it up. (laughs) So good. So so let's kick, let's kick it off by slow down. And, um, I feel like we've talked about this a lot. We talk about this a lot because this has really been an, an attitude of our past year. 2019 has really been about slowing down. Brooke read this book called Chasing Slow, which mm-hmm. we kind of adopted that mantra as well, Chasing Slow, because it you do have to chase it after it. That like, it's like an active pursuit. You have to, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, would you recommend that book? I haven't actually read that book, but oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yes, it's very good, and it's a beautifully designed book. She's a designer, so and so it's it's, like, it's more like coffee table size, even though you read it. You know, more just like a self-help type book. Right. Um, 
but the interiors and the pictures and everything are just... You love it. They're beautiful. I'd show you, but this is a podcast. So, so. I'll link to that as well <laughs> in the show notes. That would um, make a great gift. Yeah. Like, well, one for yourself, but coming up into the holiday season, like, it'd be an awesome gift for somebody. Nice. Okay, so ways that we uh, have actively pursued slowing down. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to start or do you want yeah, me to Yeah, I mean, you know, I'll just to recap, like, first and foremost, we changed everything about our business. <laughs> we changed our whole lives. We changed our whole lives. End of podcast. So that's um, one option. <laughs> right. Yes. I recognize that is not for everyone or applicable to everyone, but we knew that we had, we had done other things. We had tried to slow down other things. We had, you know, we stopped shooting weddings. We stopped doing X, Y, Z, and it still wasn't fixing the core of what we felt like needed to slow down. Right. So that's why we, you know, <laughs> this is why we changed everything about our business. Yeah. Took a break. <laughs> yes. Um, which was not easy. Like, no. I think people who might follow from the outside might think, oh, well, that was easy for you because for some reason, people think that Brooke and I are very wealthy, um, which <laughs> <laughs> I wish jokes I had- on you or it's on us. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a lot of the reasoning people put behind not taking like not taking a drastic step or making this big choice is because they think, well, I can't afford it or I can't do it or yeah. I money like that person does. And uh in the last six months of, you know, it's, I guess it's more like eight months or mm-hmm. 10 months now. Wow. This year's flying by. Yeah. It's October. Yeah. Whoops. Welcome. Um, it's been good. Uh, <laughs> it, there were times where we were really scared of that choice and, but on the, on knowing that we've made it and we've walked through it, our yeah. lives are better for it. And so, absolutely, you know, there might be a big drastic choice or you might just take some of our simple suggestions, but if you are sort of on the fence of that big choice, you know, try to listen to what the Lord is telling you and not just be fearful because of your bank account or whatever. Um, because God is bigger than that. Yeah. There, here's a little quote. Actually, somebody just said this to me in like a Marco Polo the other day, cause it was, a, it was a, on a sign in their house that said, may your choices reflect your hopes and not your fears. Mm-hmm. And I think that's boom right yeah. there. Like that's, that's a whole I, sermon. That right is there. a whole sermon. That's a whole podcast. But like, Slowing down is sometimes really scary mm-hmm. because it's very counterculture. Yeah. Um, you, I, I think maybe you feel like you don't have a lot of examples of who to look right. to or what that might look like for you. But, um, and that's yeah. the, the, the thing about following Jesus is that it is counterculture. Like it's saying, mm-hmm. yeah, we're going this way. Everyone's going this way, but I'm going to choose to, to be present in the, to be in the presence of God and stay faithful. And yeah. so that's hard to do. And so actually one resource that might be super helpful for you, that's not even out yet is our friend, Jeff Bethke mm. is just wrote and wrote his fourth book called to hell with the hustle. And even in that little, not wait to read it, Yeah, even in the little, in, yeah, Jeff, send us a copy. Um, <laughs> and, uh, even in that little intro, you can't afford one. No, just kidding. <laughs> even in that little intro video that he did, he talked about, uh, this like theologian that talks about, Jesus, the speed that Jesus walked was literally three miles an hour. Yeah, the actual speed, yep. And that's the speed of love. And we are often running in front of Jesus and asking, why isn't he here? Why isn't he showing up? When in reality, he's like, I'm loving at three miles an hour and you've already passed 25 people that you need to love in your daily life. And some of those people literally might be your kids. I often Mm. find myself feeling like I'm rushing to get out of the house when my girls need me in this moment to be present and to be loving, a loving father. Yeah. And so I, I think, I think slowing down is really counterculture, but I also think that scripturally and just as a follower of Jesus, it, 
it's there for us as Christians. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and to speak to the kids thing, like, I mean, kids absolutely slow you down yeah. it, both in like a, not negative, but like sometimes that's very frustrating and that that is very real. Like they literally slow you down. And then there's other times where I, like you just said, I think, why am I moving so fast? I'm in no rush right now right. to be getting our shoes on and going out the door to walk right. to the park. Like we're doing that because that's, that's what we want to do with our right. afternoon. Like yep. why do I have this like rushed feeling behind it? And something that I've recognized in myself um, through a lot of Marco Polo conversations with my cousin's best friend, Kate, is that for both of us, we've talked about this, that anxiety for me, like if I'm feeling anxious, I'm not necessarily feeling worried. I'm not feeling X, Y, Z. What I how that feels for me is I feel rushed. Mm-hmm. I feel like everything's rushed. Everything. Or, or, like, or needs to be yeah. rushed. Like, Cause even if we're on vacation and you feel anxious, you feel like we need to do something fast. Like we need to go to the yes, pool fast. And then I'm like, that is so like, silly. Like that's sort of the way anxiety manifests. There's right. the word manifests itself in me. And so ch- choosing to slow down in a lot of areas of life, very proactively to chase that slowness has really helped reduce my anxiety, which I would not say that is a major issue for me by any means, but in seasons when it is, specifically when you have like little newborns and everything feels like chaos, um, I really had to chase that stillness Mm -hmm. and that slowness so that I didn't feel, you know, crazy, crazy, yeah, swirly on the inside. So there's, so that's kind of the big picture of like sort of where we like where we see chasing slow as and slowing down as. And so now we're going to kind of bring you down to some sort of practical things Mm, that we do. Um, because sometimes it's hard to like have this ideal, like, okay, I want to slow down and then then literally take it into action. And so that's one thing that I feel like, well, that's one of my strengths is like seeing some big picture and being like, okay, well, here's how we're going to do that. And I'm going to be super excited about it. Yeah, which also helps. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. one thing that we've discovered over the last few years is what we call slow hobbies. And, and I think we've posted some Instagrams about this. Yep. Um, but these are this. So, you know, you know, I've talked about this before. Um, in culture right now, we've kind of lost the idea of hobbies because we've taken the time we used to spend doing hobbies and we filled that with looking at our cell phone. Yes. And so, or we think if I, is it worth doing if I'm not going to share about it? Yeah. And so there's just like all these like cultural social dynamics that we don't realize have kind of evaporated hobbies in our lives. And so one thing that we really try to do is one, we have phone limits and we try to really stay true to those and, and, and be proactive. I actually just told Brooke this week or this morning that I was like, I'm not doing a good job at turning my phone off one day a week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I made a bunch of excuses in my mind why I wasn't doing that. And so now right. this Wednesday, I'm going to turn it off um, because that's what I need to do. And I need to get back into the habit of that. But that will just allow me to slow down that day because yeah. no, to I maybe can't. do your hobby. Yeah, exactly. And so um, so so maybe that's something that you need to do is like I need to turn off my phone or turn it on silent or whatever mm-hmm. to try to find these hobbies. Yeah. Um, a book that I read that was super helpful in kind of giving me the like outline Foundation. to do that was yeah. uh, this book called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. So if you need like a kickstart, that might be a good place to start. And he sort of talks about what the phone is doing to us culturally. It's fascinating. Yeah. So fascinating. Um, but it's kind of scary, but also But then like for me, I would naturally pick fast hobbies. 
I would yes. pick video games or watching Netflix or, yep. you know, basically going out and doing something sort of entertainment. And what I've really tried to focus on is finding slow hobbies. And what I mean by a slow hobby is something that like takes literally time, takes time, you know, yeah, and you so, can't rush it. so one thing that I've been doing that I, I usually end up doing in the fall is I bake bread, mm-hmm. which is pretty a pretty stinking slow hobby yeah, you know you, you got to you got all the steps and the process put all the bread yeah. together it's i like it because it's with my hands it's not something on a screen i'm doing it with my hands um you wait for the bread to rise anything can really happen you know like you kind of have an idea what it's going to do and how it's going to look and how it's going to taste but there's just like the yeah. unknown element yeah. um and waiting for it to bake and then the nice thing about bread specifically for me is like then i get to present it to someone and, and i get to it. be enthusiastic about that because that's such a part of my personality um to see people react to things and so that that's one that i do but but that might not be for you like we have a great friend Laura Casey um mm. who her slow hobby is gardening and she gardens from the seed all the way till she very intentionally you know, she's a whole well she's a whole book about yeah. a lot of things but one of her most recent ones is cultivate what matters or just you know cultivate and yeah she really just talks about like the intentional practice of gardening in all areas of life right. both as a slow hobby and also as a spiritual practice and also as something to do with her kids and like you're gonna want to go plant a garden right this hot right. second yeah but, but i don't and so like Correct. that slow I do, hobby though. is yeah. not for me and yeah. so i think what Sometimes people listen to people talking about doing slow things and they think I need to do that exact thing. I need thing. to do that thing. And that's not what I'm telling you. Baking bread might not be for you. Yeah. And it might drive you bananas. Banana bread. Banana bread. I was just gonna say that. Nailed it. <laughs> Joke landed. Um, but but pursue and find the one that you like. Like Brooke really likes thrifting. That's a slow hobby for Brooke. Yeah. You know, she walks through the aisles trying to find a little trinket that's forty five cents, not because she needs <laughs> and it, half off. but because it's just something. It she enjoys the process of it. You don't run yeah. into the thrift store and like are like, I need a vase. Where's the vase section? Like correct. It's, yeah, it's, and fly back out. Yeah, and so that's really, I'm there to be there. Yep. With no other motive. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, a, and another slow hobby of mine is walks. I probably go on a walk every single day with, with one, one or both of the girls. Um, you know, and we walk for probably like a 40 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Um, and that really slows me down. Yeah. Speaking of walks in a practical way, we, if, and when we're on vacation, which isn't a ton, but when we are, we very intentionally choose to walk to places. Yep. Like we don't shove the kids in the car and go drive to a restaurant you know, 20 minutes away or wherever, or even just down the street, right. we put them in the we think ahead, we bring the strollers, we, we wear our walking shoes yep. and we walk because it makes our entire vacation slower. slower. Yep. And in the end, that is, and that is why you're on there's vacation. There's always something about walking in new places that you see elements of oh, it the that things you would we totally, have found, the little like yeah. hole in the wall taco places yep. and places to take a picture and yep. things that we've only found because we've walked. Yep. Who did we pass? We were walking in California. Oh, so we were on vacation. This was probably two or three years ago, uh, visiting my sister. She lives in San Diego and we were in La Jolla. We only had June, right? We, we only had June. So maybe like four or five years. Well, geez. she's only four and a half. So three years ago. Three years ago. And the math we doesn't matter. We, we were, were in walking in La Jolla, uh, California. And we're walking in like the super nice area, like yeah, where we Dr. Seuss's mansion is and all this yeah. crazy stuff. And lo and behold, Mitt Romney walks <laughs> right by us on and his I, morning walk, yeah, like on his, his morning walk because he Apple does live watch there on or whatever. And like, uh, he power he, walking, and we were like, hey, and you're like, hey. you know, he did his little Mitt hey, and I was like, 
Brooke, I think it was, was only after we passed like, that we were I like, wait a second, I know that person. Which was wild. That would have never happened if we were like, let's drive to breakfast. Correct. So you might. Moral of the story, <laughs> slow down and you might pass Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> Should that be the title of this podcast? Mm, yes. Okay. Um, so, that, so those are ways, those are a couple practical ways that we do it. An, another way that I think is, is more, is less practical and more difficult is like, you don't need as much as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so or you don't need as much as you think you do. Mm-hmm. And so like this year we've really pared down our budget to just the essentials. And because of that, we haven't had to work as long hours to, to satisfy. Right. We're not you know, doing as many extra things to make more money to then do more, extra do things. more extra things. And so like we like, just eliminated yeah. both sides of it. And, and that, that seems more difficult, but I think that there's a lot of space in people's lives to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes that might be difficult or right. that might be hard, but right. I honestly, like I felt less anxious. I felt less stressed. I felt Absolutely. less worried this year than I ever have in a year where we don't have as much, we can't do as much and that's okay. And so yeah. like understanding that like your emotional and physical health sometimes is worth the sacrifice of having nicer things or right. more things. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that'll tell you, that'll I make think, you slow down. Yeah. You, people get into that. Like, okay, I have to go do this photo shoot because we have to go to Hershey park this summer because we always do. Cause our kids want it. Right. Like, do they? Yeah. They're four. Right. Like, yeah. You know, like, and, and, and I love Hershey park, nothing right. against Hershey park, but like, you know, when I asked June what she wants to do, like, it's not that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. She wants, she to, wants to make a paper mache pinata that she saw. <laughs> Which is exactly what we did yesterday. Yeah. And I only had whole wheat flour. So it is a very crunchy, <laughs> crusty paper mache pinata right now. Um, and so, yeah, so there are a lot of different ways that we sort of slow down, chase this slow. Um, but we're not good. We're not professionals at it. You know, there are definitely ways that we struggle. And yeah. so I always want to make sure that in this podcast that we talk about some of that reality. And so, like, for me personally, like, I would fill my life with entertainment all day long, 24 mm-hmm. seven a day, I would have music or a podcast or talk radio or an audio book or a TV show or a video game. I would just stuff my life full of that stuff. Which makes it very hard to hear anything else. Yes. And that yeah. is a struggle for me. And it has always been a struggle for me to have quiet time because it is hard for me to be in that stillness because I love the noise. And, and what I'm realizing, uh, uh from the Enneagram is that it's part of my personality. Like that's oh, yeah, kind of yeah. baked into you being read about a seven other sevens and, and they're like, like that's they're, exactly yeah. The same. And so there's elements that I really need to pursue. Like, uh, in the road back to you in the Enneagram book that we like, she talks about, or he talks about like mm-hmm. you, you know, you need to find solitude and specifically so you as a seven. specifically me as a seven. And yeah. that's really difficult for me to do. And so that's one of the reasons I like to go on walks. And so what I need to do and what I'm not doing is I need to go on a walk without my headphones and yeah. I just need to be or present once a week yeah. or like, you it doesn't know, need to be every time. Yeah. Um, and so that's one way that I really need to pursue it better. I need to, to find more, uh, time to just be present with the Lord and less time just being like, Oh, well I listen to a sermon. Cause that's what I'll do by right. default. I'll be like, well, I listen to a sermon. So I'm good. Right. You yeah. know? And that's one way that I really struggle with slowing down is the distraction of entertainment can kind of take over. Yeah. And that's the, that's the awesome thing about knowing more about yourself and your personality, which we talk about a lot. Like you as a seven, like you going on a walk outside, pushing the stroller with no headphones, like that is going to feel like solitude to you. Yeah. 
Like you are going to feel like you are in a yeah. desert or in a forest yep. alone, where to me, that would feel like the exact opposite. Like I, I would never take my headphones. Like, so just knowing what I'm trying to say is knowing that about your personality right. allows you to pursue slowness in a different way than I would, or right. than I need to. And yeah. that is great because like, it just, it wouldn't be the same right. for us. Yeah. And so it, it really, really helps to know yourself. <laughs> and what about you, Brooke? What are some of the ways that you I would say that I struggle with slowness. Um, I would probably fill my life with doing other projects for other people. Right. And that's not bad. You know, like right. I, it, we're going to get into this. Like that is one of my love languages to help people access service. Right. But I would do it to the point of like neglecting your my actual slowness in life. Christ or yes, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, sure, I'll help you paint that. Right. Sure, I'll help you design that. Sure, I'll help you. Because I enjoy all those yep. individual tasks. But. And that's really like, you know, having kids has really helped us under, at least helped me as like a father, you know, like my kids just want to be in my presence. They want to, they want to be with me. They want to run with me. They want to play with me. They want to laugh with me. They want to lay on me. They want to sit on, sit on me. You know, like they just want to be with me. And so knowing that has really tried to help me know that for God as my father. And Mm -hmm. that's been really difficult for me because I, I'm just naturally not like, like I have friends that are like, Oh, I just love waking up and just reading the Bible and just diving. And I'm just like, who are you? Like, who are you talking? Who are these people? Yeah. They exist though. It's yeah. (laughs) And that is just a real struggle for me. And so that's one way that I, I, I'm trying to get better. Uh, I don't think I'm, I've arrived by any means, but I, I, you know, the reason we're sharing some, sharing this part is like that, you might listen to us and be like, oh, Brooke and TJ, they're experts at slowing down. Their life is as peaceful as it comes. And there are areas where we really struggle with this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and so so we're there with you. Like, that's just basically what we're saying. Oh, right yeah. Now. It's constantly changing. And yeah. And are. so, so, so slow down. That's kind of the big, the big one that we're going to talk about. We, the, the shirt does say slow down, give thanks, love deep and stay faithful. The other sections of the shirt won't take as long, just so <laughs> you guys know, they're like, man, this is going to be a six hour podcast. Um, 22 minutes in and so, we are only on number one. It's like when you hear the sermon yeah. and you're like, Hey, oh, oh, looking at the bulletin, there are 17 football points. starts at one pastor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so That's so real. Yeah. Uh, so the next part of the shirt says give thanks. Um, yep. and we've, we've talked about this as yep. well, but it, it's important because I think thankfulness will really lead to a lot of joy in your life. And so mm-hmm. one way we do this is we have a family plan calendar and that has a th- grateful list. And yep. so we write down things that we're thankful for on that. So we can see it every day, yep. understand it, think about it, et cetera. Brooke, when she was, uh, when she just had Sonny mm-hmm. um, and was breastfeeding, you would just talk about, you would talk about how you wrote down these thankful lists. I did. I had to every, I tried to do it every morning, but it was, I would say it was before lunchtime on any piece of paper, on the whiteboard, on the calendar, it doesn't matter where that yep. day, I would try to write three to five things right. that I was grateful for Big because things, I needed little things. I needed the groundingness of like, it's going to be okay. Right. Yeah. I'm going to make it through this season. Yep. I'm going to be all right. Yeah. And like, if I'm grateful for the Starbucks drink that TJ is bringing me, which was on my list almost every day, yep. because that is how like desperately I was clinging to like, these just anything things, that yeah. I made me feel more like a normal human. Yep. Um, yeah. So I would write them down. Something I've started doing recently, like literally in the last week is it's, it's a, it's a grateful list. It's a thankful list, but I'm phrasing it differently. 
So at the top, I write, these are the days, dot, dot, dot. And it really brings me into like the very specific moment of like, these are the days, you know, that June's at preschool and I have one-on-one time with Sunny. Mm -hmm. These are the days, you know, we're we're heading into fall and like, that's, you know, that's our town fair and like Mm -hmm. things like that. And so it's causing me to be more grateful and thankful for things that are very now right? and not just like my family right, as yeah. a whole, which yeah. is so great. If that's on yeah. your list, great. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, as a family, something that we do do is we do do, um, <laughs> 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 uh, unsubscribe. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, is we, we do highlights of the day at dinner time, and we've yep. started to add, what are we thankful for? June doesn't totally get it. But that's okay. Sometimes she does. Sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she says things that don't make sense. Um, <laughs> but that's kind of a kid in general. But but so yeah. we, do, we do that. But that's not really like a daily thing yet. It will be as our kids get older. Um, but one thing that we do is we have June say thank you for stuff. So like let's say yeah, mom, ma- you know, Brooke makes her a chocolate milk, you know, and gives it to her. I will tell June to say thank you to mom. Like and, if she doesn't yeah. already. Yeah. And now she's like said, thank you for things like randomly, like we'll be playing and she'll be like, dad, thanks for my toys. Yep. And I'm just like, okay. So she understands that yeah. meaning and that idea. And that's because we practice it mm-hmm. and we say it out loud. And that's one thing that is very difficult to do sometimes. And for some people, like definitely if, harder for me, it's definitely harder for Brooke. So let's say I do something for Brooke. That's, you know, Real simple. Like I make her coffee in the morning. Yeah. She will be thankful for that. Yeah. But it'll be hard for her to remember to say thank you to me. Those words won't come. Well, not won't ever, but it's unlikely. Yeah. Or I find I'll say that if somebody does something or gives me something, like, this is so awesome. This is so great. Excuse me. I say positive things, but the actual phrase and the eye contact of like, Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for doing this for me. This is so great. Right. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Like yep. my, my attitude and my posture is very much yes. that, but the literal words don't come out. And that, and like some people might not even notice that you don't say it because right. they might be fully aware yep. of, you know, your attitude and your posture, but some people will because yep. everybody's different and everybody receives things yep. differently. And so that's so something I'm trying just to get. say it. Just literally just say the words. Literally thank say you. it. Thank call you. Call it what it is. Yeah. Um, do you struggle with any ways of being thankful? I don't feel like I do because I think it's kind of built into my personality that like. Yeah, I, you're a very, I would say, if I can speak for you, I would say you more struggle with having expectations of what other people's thankfulness should be. Right. Like that's, and yeah. that's something we talk about a lot. Like, because it comes so naturally to right. you and I'm you like, are. You guys genu- should appreciate this more. Right. Yeah. And you're genuinely so good at it. Gosh. Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> the worst, you know. For you, I think it's more that. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, how would you say that I? You know, I would say that you will shy away from really acknowledging that feeling. I'm embarrassed by it. Yeah, because you you don't want to feel like you need anybody's help. Sort of. So, you know, some of it's that. Of it. I wouldn't say it's always that, but some of it's that. I'm and, not a, yeah, and, I don't even know how to really say it or name right. it, but, but that, that's one way that you would do it. And then I, now that I'm thinking about it, one of the things that I really am, have been struggling with lately is like, I've been struggling to be thankful for the season of young children. They mm-hmm. have been exhausting to me for whatever reason. And I love being like a the dad. Last two I, weeks love being, specifically. I love being with my daughters, but lately I've just been worn out. And I think that's the age difference right now. They're, they both need such different sides of me. It's not mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, 
I think when Sonny gets a little bit older, I think I'll, I think that'll be less difficult um, because they'll be close, you know, they'll be closer sort of in what they do together. Mm-hmm. But lately I've been exhausted. I've been really struggling with being thankful for the season of young children, um, which is, I think, a hard season for anybody to be thankful for at yeah. times because they can be exhausting. Um, that's why you're writing things like the Starbucks yeah, drink at 1 exactly. p.m. on your list. <laughs> um, and so that's like that's one way that I'm really trying to actively pursue thankfulness is like to know that like these girls will only be this age at this time. Yeah. And so I need to remember that and have perspective that there will be a come a time where I miss this yeah. and I don't have this and they aren't jumping on me because they're yeah. too cool for school and they want to go out with their friends. And oh right. my gosh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, these are the days. Yeah. And that's why I've started writing that at yeah. the top of my list because it gives me that perspective and not just like a general gratitude list, right. which yeah. is so great. But yeah. So yeah. to wrap up, give thanks is, you know, have a thankful list, say it out loud you know, practice it, practice it over and over again. And then just be honest about the ways that you struggle with it. Um, so the next item on the shirt, the next is line. It's not item. The next line, slow down, <laughs> give thanks, love deep. And we actually just had a conversation with, uh, uh, our neighbor and sister-in-law, Kelsey. Yeah. Um, we called it porch talk cause she was on her porch or on our porch. And we're she's neighbors. Like, yeah. This should be a podcast. She's porch like porch talk. talks. And I was like, um, I love it. And we, we were talking about love languages. And so love deep, um, you know, we could have a whole podcast on love languages and maybe we will, but I think the main thing I think about when I think about the phrase love deep is loving people the way that they want to be loved, Mm -hmm. not the way you think they should be loved. Right. And that's very challenging. I think for everybody, a lot of self-awareness. Yeah. Because you, you know, you receive love, usually receive love and give love the same way. Um, you know, there are people that don't, but most people do, but there's usually a way that you like to be loved. And, uh, and so you just expect people to, you expect people to enjoy being loved that way. Yeah. Um, and the love languages, the five love languages, which are touch, words of Physical affirmation, touch, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, quality time and gifts. And, gifts. and so that, that's, that would be a really helpful resource if yeah. you, if you don't know those, yeah. if you don't know what well, I wouldn't is. say we're well versed in the subject, no. but I'm very aware of what all of them are. Yeah. And I have, um, I would say that I, I love people with acts of service. So like, that's I'm, how you love yeah. people. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the way I want to be loved. I'm not totally sure about that. Um, but like, all, no, I'd say yours is a combo of that and words of yeah. affirmation. So like I'll text the people that live on our street that have kids and say, Hey, I'll take the kids for an hour. Yeah. I would love if someone did that to me. Right. Like that would just fill me up yeah. completely. Um, but I, and, and I think in the past I used to expect that and I right. used to get frustrated when it didn't happen. Right. And so lately I've been learning that, you know, I need to just love people the way I think they want to be loved and mm-hmm. accept their love the way that they want to give it to me. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so that's hard sometimes because yeah. you, you, you don't want to get in your head and you don't want to be let down because someone gave you a gift instead of a word of affirmation. Like that, that's still (laughs) love, you know, show gratitude, but (laughs) as an individual being proactive and trying to love people the way that they want, not the way that you want Mm -hmm. is hard. Yeah. What do you think about when you see the phrase love deep? When I see the phrase love deep, I think about, I, I more so think about the word deep and how, like I picture that visually, like, you know, something that is deep, like mm-hmm. something in the ocean right. or something like that. And how that implies that like you're sticking around, you're going deep, you're doing the messy stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not just like small talk loving right. or surface level it's loving. It's not like you're just up and with you're the just dolphins. Like, oh, you're and down then you're, with the creepy 
nasty fish that scare the the, the wabigong. Yeah, the wabagong shark. The wabigong or the megamouth shark. Yeah, the gross ones. The gross ones. Not the dolphins doing no. Flips. No, you're down that's there. That's a good analogy. I like that. You know, so that that's what I think about, and just like how, you know, you know, let's say in a marriage or with parenting, like to love, so, like I can love my neighbor. Well, my neighbor is my family, but <laughs> no, bad example. I can love someone very surface level yes. and, and do a very and good culturally, job. Culturally, that's sort of where most people are. Yes. And it's not bad, but it is, that's not all of it. It's right. not enough. And so there have to be people and relationships in your life that are deep and that you love deeply and they love deeply. And I think that's a very different thing to pursue right. than just like. And again, do- that's counterculture. Then dolphin cl- culture <laughs> right now is like, oh, slay it, queen. You look great, babe. And like, we're like, oh, see, I love everyone. Like, right, you know, right. and then if that person actually needs you to help move, you're like, well, I am busy. Right. You know, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, this yeah. is like there is a cultural element that like we don't love deep as much anymore because mm-hmm. we're not as connected anymore, even though we live in the most connected time of life. Yes, you know, we're all we're all, we're all connected, connected more than ever. But I think on that surface with dolphin level. Right. <laughs> we're talking dolphin level. <laughs> we're just level. all sparkly dolphins right now and we need to be in the deep. Oh man. If you can't Mariana's tell, trench. our daughter loves sea creatures and everything oh about goodness. the sea right now. We know a lot about sharks. Um, so yeah, that's good. That's like really good. Um, and then the last, the last part of the design says, says stay faithful. Mm-hmm. And I'll speak to this a little bit that like, I think, Again, culturally, we are in an era where there's not a lot of personal responsibility taken. Mm. You know, we say like, and I'll just use politics as an example. Um, Politically, everyone wants the government to take care of things. Like, this is bad. What should the government do? My community is suffering. What should the government do? My state is suffering. What should the government do? And there's no personal element of responsibility to like, you know, there's a pothole. Why don't I just go out and fix it? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to go through all these steps to get it done. There was actually a story recently. Um, I think it's a couple years old actually, where this town needed to make steps over the, like up this hill. Cause it was like a falling hazard and it was going to cost like a hundred thousand dollars or something crazy (laughs) like that. And this carpenter went out there one day and did it in an afternoon and it was like $48. Right. Right. And he, he didn't do it to like stick it to the man, but to kind of prove a point that like as a community, we should have some personal responsibility to like better our society. And so I think and ourselves and ourselves. And so I think culturally, like we think, Oh, I can't slow down because of my job. Right. It's someone else's fault. It's someone else's responsibility. If my boss would let me have Fridays off, I could slow down that day. Mm-hmm. But could you? Would you slow down that day right. or would you fill that day with other things? And yeah. so yeah. I think staying faithful makes me makes me kind of feel like the responsibility is on me. I need to stay faithful. I need to Do have all personal responsibility to slow down, in to this love life. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and I think culturally that is that again is counterculture. Um, because there is this element that it's always something else. It's always another reason. It's always someone else's fault or something's fault. Yeah. And it's never our personal responsibility to pursue these ele- these 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 ideals that God has asked us to pursue. Mm-hmm. What about you, babe? Uh, I agree. agree. Ditto. <laughs> yes. And that's fine. We can yeah. just agree on that and let that be. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so I guess the the point of this podcast one is to tell you about the shirt, which we're super oh, excited so about. It's so cool. It's, it's so just cool. so cool. And you can see an example of it in the show notes. Um, and two to say to tell you that like we don't just 
do cool designs because they're cool. Like they really mean stuff to us. (laughs) And we really try to find designs and designers and phrases and terms that like are impacting our lives that we need. So I need this shirt. I need to see this sweatshirt on. Oh, Brooke, it's a reminder to me, you know, not just to, to just, the people reading it. Yeah, yeah. To like, be like, okay, we need to slow down today. My phone needs to be turned off. Yeah. Um, and so we hope that it does the same thing for you mm-hmm. and that you guys, when you wear it or see it or have it, that it reminds you that to slow down, to give thanks, to love deep and to stay faithful. So thanks so much for listening. Remember to like subscribe, Rate, leave a comment. Ready for the outro, babe? Yes. One, two, three. Okay, okay I love you. Bye. bye. <laughs>